welcome to the making of and currently it is Sunday night two days before Christmas Eve so three days before Christmas Christmas Eve 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 obviously I'm neither Michael or Ashley I'm Brian (laughs) (laughs) but that's Ashley laughing and once again we're gonna make content make podcasts by me pushing record on my phone and starting so Dr. Ashley, welcome to the making of Smile and Co. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast, Brian. So, I think you just had a little celebration, and maybe that's where we can start the conversation today. I think we should start the conversation. Um, how you woke me up while I was sleeping next to your son in the bedroom. And we are currently recording now in our bedroom, and um, I'm still waking up. And this is a this is a normal occurrence, guys. I typically will lie down with Brady for five, ten, twenty minutes, <laughs> and then Brian has to wake me up to get me to move to our bedroom. So, um, yeah, I'm so tired all the time. I probably shouldn't be eating so many carbs. And and then we decide we're going to record a podcast. Yeah, and then we decide we're going to record a podcast. Because it's holidays and you're going to have nothing but excuses for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we're recording. We're recording. So tell us about this party. It was it looked awesome on social media. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, we celebrated our... <laughs> we celebrated our Smile and Co. Smile and Glow. Get it? <laughs> Smile and Glow holiday party last Friday, and um, I just want to talk about my team for a second here, because I really thought that they were going to choose like a fancy restaurant for a holiday party, and unanimously they wanted to host. They wanted me to host. They wanted to have the party in my home because they said all they wanted to do was be around each other. And um, I, I think that just is such a testament to how awesome my team is now. And I'm glad that Brian's making me record this while it's still fresh in my head. Because there are a lot of things that I want to talk about, about team and HR and just building your business and finding the right fit. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure Brian's going to be better at directing me because I can go on and on and on tangents um squirrel squirrel yes um and it's it's the stuff that i i can't really well i i can talk about it on my instagram but not really because you don't really know who's reading your posts and especially with hr like when whenever you talk about someone who is no longer with the company you always have to just tread lightly you you just you never know it um who's who's listening and and since you guys already know that I've had some trademark issues I've had my fair share of legal stuff happen um but in a nutshell guys uh 2019 was it was it was a great year but and I, I know that if you watch what we do on social media, you probably think that it was all rainbows and butterflies. But as 
Adam Levine says that is not the case. Adam Levine? Yeah. Rainbows and Butterflies. Maroon 5. Remind me. Sing the song. It's not always rainbows <laughs> and butterflies. It's compromise. Nah. <laughs> Sorry. I will not be quitting my day job. I will not be singing. Um, that was a really old Maroon 5 song. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Um, where, what, what was I talking about? So it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Oh, yes, yes. It's not always rainbows and butterflies. having a team is sometimes hard. Sometimes, maybe all the time. No, no, sometimes hard. And um, so if you guys are new to the show, welcome. Uh, if you have followed my story at all, you know that I have had... Um, I've had a lot of ups and downs, mostly with my team. And this past this past year alone, the year 2019, I have had one, two, three, four, f- five. I've had five people turn over. Six if you go all the way back to Christmas of last year. Six. That is... That is like an almost 100%. How many people do you have on your team right now? I have, uh, well, I just hired someone else. So you have eight. 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 So six, six of them are new. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Wow. That's a lot of turnover. Um, I always, I always used to think that HR issues were something that happened to other people, not to me. I always said when I opened my practice, I would retire with the people that I brought on. And I can't even tell you how ridiculous that sounds, saying that out loud, and how naive I was to think that that is, was going to be the case. And um, in the two and a half years, we've had a total of, Nine people. Yeah. Nine people who have left voluntarily or involuntarily or for other reasons. And it's hard. It's hard. And um, I was talking to Judy about this just like, what, a few months ago. And I I think it's, I, I told her, I was like, Judy, like, I think it's, it's such an embarrassment to have so many different faces not just in our group photos like they say it's the curse of the group photo when you have somebody come in and professionally take photos for your office and then a month later someone else is gone um please message me and tell me that I'm not the only one who is experiencing that um but yeah it's it I have I've gone through a lot this year, guys. A lot. It it has not all been fun. We've had a lot of struggles. And the things that I will say is... I, I was telling Brian, like, I I think it's... It's such a failure. Like, it, it feels like such a failure when you have so many people come and go. And, and a part of that is me, like, thinking about what anyone else thinks. Yeah, why do you care? And that's what Brian keeps telling me. Like, why do you care? Why, why do you care so much? 
Well, so the quoted statistics in medical industry, and we'll lump dental into medical industry, is a 33% turnover annually, right? Which means one out of three people on an average team turnover every year. That's a lot of people, right? And yes, okay, your turnover is higher than that, but you're also a different brand and uh, requiring different things out of people. And I, we'll go, I think, a little bit deeper. I, I, I do have a lot of questions on this part, which I think will be will provide some some value. But, you know, I mean, I think... I think what you just brought up is really important. Like you care about what people think and I don't really know. I don't really know why. Right. I mean, you're trying to do the best that you can. You're trying to run a business and be a doctor and be a mom and do all of these things. And who gives a bleep what anybody thinks. (laughs) Right. And so some people, you know, I mean, and especially if it comes to something like turnover, like, we all kiss frogs. Yeah, I've kissed a lot of frogs. Well, so what do you think it is? For, for, so Ashley, for going from 2019 into 2020, two and a little over two years into being a practice owner, what is the difference between now and the Ashley of August 2017? When we first opened? Right before you opened. I would say that... My biggest impediment in the beginning was speaking my truth, was voicing what I actually thought. Because I I am such a people person that, and I still struggle with that. I, I want everybody on my team to, to just love coming to work. I hate conflict of, of any sort. The only conflict that I'm okay with is... Um, Brian's, Brian, <laughs> Brian and me's relationship. That is such a true story. Like that, that's a whole other, that should be another podcast in and of itself. Like Brian and I, I see now I'm going on 10, but Brian and I, guys, we're both the only children and we're both very stubborn and we both want our own ways. And he has not figured out that happy wife is happy life. <laughs> Sometimes logical responses <laughs> require yeah. logical answers. Yeah, and I'm not a logical person. I, who runs a business on pure emotion? Um, I'm raising my hand right now. Like, this is so not... Okay, what were they talking about? The difference between you uh, now... Oh, the, yes, yes, thank heading you. Heading into 2020 and you um, right before yeah. Smile & Co. opened. Right, yes, okay. In regards to... You know, this idea of uh, team members and HR or whatever you want to describe it. I think, uh, man, now I am, I definitely will have those conversations. Um, It's still hard and it still sucks and it's still totally uncomfortable, but I have to get over that. But I I have addressed um, people one-on-one and um, things that I'm going to start implementing next year too are having monthly um, monthly check-ins with our team. Um, I think last or no, like the last two years, the last year, I would go to bed and just lie at, awake at night, rehearsing, 
rehearsing what I was going to tell someone. And I would like go over it and go over it again. Like that's why I couldn't sleep at night. And then the morning would come where I would want to, you know, have that conversation out loud. And then I would just back away. I would shy away from that conflict. But conflict in an organization is normal and it's what it's what causes you to grow. Like we grow out of our comfort zone. So um, now I would say the team that I have in place, they actually hold me accountable. Like I will say something that I want to implement. I, I'll have, um, like for instance, I am really bad at um, signing my chart notes. I'm just really, really bad. At the end of the day, I am like just, rushing to get out of the office and um I don't I don't go over the notes because my assistants do my notes um and I trust that they're getting it done and I'm supposed to sign it right and I don't so one of the systems that I had was um make me sign the chart note before I leave the operatory like for a hygiene check or for um my assistants who who are assisting me during procedures and my assistants will hold me to that. Like I said that one time and all of them are, are trying to implement that. Um, so did you just burp? Yeah. <laughs> I tried to hold it in, but thanks, it's not. Thanks. That's... All right. Well, let's use that as, as a transition. So yeah. if everybody has not seen Ashley's original Facebook Live announcing Smile & Co., um, a go back and watch it. It's great. It's amazing. Uh, Ashley looks twenty years younger because she didn't own a practice <laughs> so yet at the time. <laughs> no gray hair. Can you believe that was only two and a half so years ago? That feels like a lifetime ago. It, it's well, it's at least the, your business's lifetime ago. Um, but in that video, you talk a lot about HR and yeah. how people feel and how you want people to love coming to work. And then you already brought up how much you care about other people's thoughts and how much or what other people think right and from the perspective of somebody who's been alongside on this journey with you I think those two things marrying together are probably the biggest difference over the past two years right like you cared a lot about what other people thought and you really 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 wanted people to like you when you started true story and I think that when you're a business owner, when you're a leader, caring so much about the people liking you, yeah, sometimes can be a challenge. Yes, you know, and so kind of bringing the conversation full circle to to now, you know, this being our third Christmas party with a completely different cast of characters, um, almost at each one. Th- there is a big difference in the overall. The first two had. Some, same, some similar yeah phases. the same people almost the same yeah the okay. same people the, same the first people. two are okay. the same people sorry I didn't mean to throw you out that much I know too it's like throwing <laughs> some shade at me I swear okay so this one and last year and or the first two were very different yes uh, different casts um, the feel was different of, the feel was so different of the parties yes and which I think is is a testament to 
you to your growth as a leader in figuring out how to make people love you but still respect you. And I think that's the biggest difference, I would say, from 2018 to 2019 was you knew that who the boss was at all times in this party. And not that you didn't know who the boss was before, but I think that you wanted people to like you so much that, and we've talked about this in the past, that entitlement became a really big problem, right? Right. You know, you already talked about not holding people accountable enough or not having enough hard conversations. Well, you know, as I think anybody who has kids has learned, if you don't have hard conversations or hold people, hold your children accountable, they start to become entitled. Right. Uh, and employees are no different. Uh, our team members are no different than uh, than anybody else. And I think that's, you know, I think that's the biggest thing watching you and seeing you grow and seeing you evolve is is that balance of being liked, being loved, but also being revered, right? Them knowing that it's your practice, them knowing that you fully care about each and every one of them, but also knowing that it's they need to be accountable to you, which for for you in particular means that they have to hold you accountable. Right. Which is pretty amazing. It's really amazing. And um so we most of my team members started in April of this year. So everyone's still under a year in employment except for Judy and Cynthia. But I think like I, I said this, I, I did a like a little speech before we started our dinner and I told them that even though we've only been working for, you know, a short amount of time, it feels like we have known each other for a lot longer and everyone was just nodding their heads. Like it feels like a very solid team of of people and and I have a few things that I want to attribute to that. Um some tactical things that I think that you guys should start implementing in, into your own practices. The biggest of which is we started implementing weekly team meetings. So Monday mornings at the very first hour, so we start at 7.45 and we do a quick huddle and then we start our team meetings and they go from 8 to 9 and then we start seeing patients at 9. But for that first hour... It is our um, our time to just connect. And um, we go around the circle and we talk about our highs and lows. And even though we only are supposed to talk about it briefly, like five minutes or so, we have sometimes, it, it just, it depends on how everyone is feeling that week. Like, it's not uncommon for a team member to shed tears in that first check-in and then um and then we're more lax about okay well let's let's table this till next week or because everybody goes through something that's not happening in the office and i worked at other offices where you know you're expected to leave your baggage at the door in fact 
the last practice I was at, there's actually a piece of tape that is, um, that's taped onto the carpet, like right when you enter. And it literally says, leave your baggage at the door. But I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that it's, it's, it's BS. I think that we're all human. And for us to completely compartmentalize what's happening in our personal lives is, is impossible. I, and, and because we have that culture where we are going to ask you, like, what's your high, what's your low, and how, how can we help? Like, if you're not 100% today, let us know and let's figure out how to carry the weight so that you, you can be, you, you can be at 100%, maybe tomorrow. Um, so that, that like sped up the process of getting to know each other. We weren't just clocking in and seeing patients all day and then leaving for the weekend. Like we, we sat down, we started our week on the right foot. Um, and then, um, over the, the summer months, we were having like pizza parties at the end of a week, or I don't know if you guys were watching, but we were doing Aloha Fridays and I would order impromptu food and it was something that was so nice and so unexpected by them and it just it just solidified our our culture yeah and i think that's what you're really saying if as an outside observer also you know because as a business owner i i would actually argue against what you just said in in the fact of leave your baggage at the door i'm all about my employees trying to leave their baggage as much as possible at the door. But I think it's because of the culture that you built that that's, it's okay to not, it's probably better to let people in and to let people know what's going on so that everybody can pick up for each other. Right. And that's, I mean, that's very different, right? Your, your office culture is very, is very different. Uh, and you get, you've worked really hard at that. And so I don't think it's anything to, to kind of just, briefly push off at the end of like you know it's what it's the culture we built I mean, it's a really important thing like you've focused so much more on culture and not that you didn't before but before it was it was pure i want people to like me right it was I mean, like we talked about there's the the lack of accountability but now it's 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 the 360 degree culture that you've built and i think that's why people can feel comfortable bringing their entire lives to work and everybody feels comfortable picking up for other people if they're having trouble. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's different, right? That's, that's definitely not my practice. Um, that's definitely not most practices. And it's, it's pretty impressive, I think. Yeah. I, we're a different, different group of people, that's for sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> so different. Um, do you think that, uh, well, now that we are in our second year and I'm not really, I mean, we're doing, we're doing well. I'm not constantly watching the overhead and all of that. Do you think that plays a role though in, in terms of me being more lax or me being more generous with the team? Like what, what are your thoughts? What have you? 
No, because I don't think you were ever not generous with your team. I think that you... I think that you had trouble trying to figure out where lines were. Um, And so, you know, because there wasn't ever a time that you were truly not busy. Those times, the times you were not busy were the times that you were on maternity leave. But the problem that we found with an entitled team was they very much took advantage of the fact that you were on maternity leave. So owners out of the office, you know, no patients, let's not call anybody, let's just all hang around and stay clocked in and not do any work. Um, and so, I mean, I think that, I think that there, it's a, it's a, it's a tough comparison because you were always generous. You always did a lot of things to try to work on the, the culture and trying to, you know, trying to build those relationships with your team. Uh, I will say kind of as you know, you brought up how, how much better this second year has been than the first. You know, I also I want to remind you that the beginning part of this year. So when you you came back to work full time, in after Cody in October. Um, is that right? I think September. No, I think full time, full time. Not until November. November, November, right? And so. November, December, January, still with most of the old team or all of the old team. And you, as the doc coming back full time, you had just barely got back to where you were before you went out on in like your third trimester when you got tired and, you know, couldn't couldn't really keep up with things. Right. Production wise. And then and then so you were you were still at not a, a tremendous um, production number per month. And then you turned over this team and started building this culture. And literally within a couple of months, turning the team over, fixing the culture, focusing on, you know, the culture that has love and accountability. So reciprocal love, right? Because obviously, you know, love that goes in two ways. You're not going to have one side taking advantage of the other side. But, I mean, you kind of skyrocketed. I mean, you almost... Tripled. In July, yeah. Your I think July month. was when we start. We started off, cause my my last few team members, like, uh, three of them, they left in March. March, yeah, and then July. July is when we started. So April, May, June. So, three and a half, three months, three to four months after. Or April. April was their last. Yeah. So, yeah, three months after you turned over your team, your monthly production, I think, was literally up about 140%. Yeah, I don't know. A a lot, yes. Okay, it was up up at least double. Yes. And stayed there the rest of the year. And you guys not only became very productive and very efficient, but you started to be able to implement like real things into the practice, which made it easier to be that productive, right? I mean, to the point that you still hit your productivity this month and you guys are taking a week and a half off at the end of the month Um, for the holidays. Yeah, so, okay, going back to what Brian said. So I I gave my team, so in, in April, 
I had set this like this goal of of hitting this number that I didn't actually think we were going to hit. Very arbitrary, uh, pie in the sky. Had nothing to do with anything real number. Yeah, it's actually. I was like, oh yeah, I'll she didn't actually like look at look math. at math or look at trends, look at any kind of data. Like that's not how I roll. So I was like, um, I want to hit X amount this year, and um, I also want to stop working Fridays. I want our overhead to be at fifty percent. So, um, and then I gave, so I gave my team like these, these goals. So I no longer work Fridays, guys. And, um, and when we first started, I also, I also didn't, we, we opened and we were working Saturdays. We don't work Saturdays anymore. We don't work Fridays anymore. I also used to work nights. Um, we're not doing that anymore. (laughs) I'll talk more about that later. Um, but anyways, so I I had this grand number in my head that I wanted to hit. And I told my team, I said, if if we hit this number and, um, yeah, like if we hit this number, we, we do X, Y, and Z, then December we are going to take off for two weeks, and you guys are going to get paid for it. So everyone was, like, pumped. And I can't even tell you how good it feels to to give it to them. So uh, we are closed on, we're, we're, clo- we're closed December 23rd to January 6th, and my team is enjoying a two-week, paid vacation and it just feels amazing and so you set that goal in april you said yes so you had just brought on a new team so this was a goal that was presented to a brand new team yes who all were just barely getting to know you and granted you'd known a couple of them from you know i think a couple of them were patients but um and so they get they get walloped with this big goal and i don't at this point did they even know what you guys were doing like in revenue on a on a monthly basis, like had you guys gone backwards in in no, so they just had this goal <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that even to you meant nothing because you had no idea I had no idea what what any of it would require um compared to where you were so just yeah. So. I I was like, oh, I think that we can grow like 15% in year two. And then I was like, no, I think we can grow 40% in year two. And I was like, I think 40% is is like a crazy, a crazy thing. Because we did really well, especially for a startup in California in year one. And we almost, yeah, we almost hit, we almost doubled. We were just a few thousand shy of doubling our adjusted production for 2019. So it's crazy. Like, for all intents and purposes, guys, when you have 80% turnover, when you have, like, a completely new team... That could have crippled our organization 
It really could have. It could have sunk us. I, I have no systems in place. I have nothing written down. Like, it literally was, let's, like, let's see what happens with this new team. And they freaking took the ball and ran with it. And that is how amazing my team members are. And not only that, but they do it with such gratitude. And I think, um, so I was talking to Cynthia about this. Um, Cynthia is one of my long-term, and I say long-term like over a year. (laughs) Um, Well, she's one of my long-term hygienists. And she we joke about it because we're like the team here now is amazing because they've bled they've bled in other offices like they have worked for for other docs who never appreciated them or like the the working environment was just so awful that they they themselves have actually used the term rescue like Dr. Ashley you rescued me from that other practice. Like, does that not, it like makes me emotional thinking about that because I don't think anything changed per se with, with my, my culture. I don't think anything changed really with how I treated my former employees. And it just goes to show you that you can you can be as generous and as loving as you want, but if that person who is receiving that doesn't welcome that with, with an open heart or, or is not someone who can reciprocate that, it, it, I don't even know if that's the right word. I it, think it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like. I don't think that I myself have changed. I think it's just the people who are now on the receiving end are just, it's just a different playing field. The people are different, but you have changed. You're not giving yourself any credit. I mean, they're the reason, the biggest reason why so much of the, um, lack of reciprocation of the love that you showed, uh, which I f- would phrase actually as uh, disrespect and um, inability to follow through, uh, spoiledness, you know, whatever you want to call it, I think was because you you had a hard time being able to hold people accountable, and I think I think you're better at that now. I think you're a lot better at that now, but I think you're still able to do it in a way that's authentic to you. Right? You're not holding people accountable the way that I hold people accountable because that wouldn't be authentic to you. You found a way to be able to have those conversations but have them as Ashley, to be able to have them in a loving, caring way where most of the time you're still joking but they know you're serious and they're able to p- take that and know that you mean what you're saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so yes, the people the people matter, but you know, I think yes, there are people that are going to be less likely to become entitled, or they've been through enough as you as you brought up that they're not they that entitlement has been beaten out of them. But you know, there's also you also have grown 
as a leader. And you also have grown as a business owner and as a clinician. And honestly, I think we talked about this at the end of last year. Maybe the most important thing is you weren't pregnant this year and you didn't end up going out on maternity leave. True story. story. Um, Because, you know, just for anybody who's out there starting to practice, getting pregnant three, two and a half months in, probably going to slow things down. Uh, I found out I was pregnant like Thanksgiving weekend. So we opened, yeah, September. two months, yeah. Um, so. But I was six weeks already when I found out I was pregnant. Whatever. See, now who's good at numbers? <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, yeah. there was a lot of reasons why, you know, that those things happened. Yeah. But you've done a great job this year of writing them. And I think you've hit on a lot of the reasons. And yes, sometimes the people are, are can't make a big difference. And so absolutely, sometimes it is better to be, you know, lucky with the people that walk in your door than it is to be really, really good. Um, anybody who says that just hire right in the first place, you're an, you're an asshole. Hiring, hiring somebody off of a 20 minute interview, you don't know anything. Um, you're, you're guessing. I, I honestly, I really, I take full responsibility for everyone who's left. Everyone who's left my, my, my practice. Like, extreme ownership, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I can talk about, you know, or Brian can say a sense of entitlement or disrespect, but it really is, it was, it was me. I, I didn't set expectations. I didn't have them clear and written down. I didn't hold people accountable. I didn't audit. I failed to have crucial conversations. And even though those people, like, I'm, I think that they are good people. I think, I think they're good people. I, that's why I hired them. I don't, they just, we're in a an environment where we were still growing. Our hours were like changing all the time. I mean, it's a startup. It's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of unknowns, and the fact that I was not who I needed to be, that's on me. Yeah, I didn't mean the. Uh entitlement to say that to blame them no I, I mean I agree with you I think I, I believe in extreme ownership I believe that you know especially as leaders everything that happens in our under our roofs is our fault um, but you know that at the end result was something that you know by the end we we talked many times like changes had to be made right like you you I mean you you've you talked about it a long time ago on the podcast like you literally would like be scared to see your team the next day that's a that's a terrible way to go to work when you're the practice owner. Yeah. It really is. It really is. And especially being a female, I don't know if I being a a, a young not not so young anymore, but a youngish. You look young. Female. No, mm, don't look too closely. Um <laughs> being a youngish female leading a team of females, I think I don't care what you say. 
I think there is always going to be a difference when the doctor is male versus female. I really do. Because the expectations for for men are pretty low. Like what uh, really low. Like no no female assistant expects their male boss to be asking, you know, like why are you so sad? Or like, did I offend you by not saying this correctly? Like, females don't don't expect that. It's true. It's true. But if a female in, um, like in my office, or not even in my office, but if you are not as warm or fuzzy, you're considered a bitch. And there's a... There is a... Yeah, there there's definitely still a double standard with women women leaders. Whether or not you you say it out loud, I think it. Like I I know that there like even my friends, my colleagues who are extremely successful practice owners and um and dentists, I would hate to work for them. Because I, I know how they talk. I know how they address their, their teams. And, and, and honestly, coming from the other side of the coin, like when I was an associate and I worked for one of those females, I hated her. I didn't understand why she was so cold and so direct and why conversations had to go the way they were. And now that I'm a boss... I like, I think differently. I, I think that um, I, I understand her more. I understand why the 40 years of practice ownership has maybe hardened her a little bit. Yeah. I, th- I, I always relate this to um, thinking of women surgeons, right? I mean, especially, you know, me being a medical doctor. Like you see a woman surgeon, especially somebody who's, maybe in their 50s at this point, the time in which they grew, came up and the time in which that they were doing their training and cutting their teeth and building their reputation, you know, being in a hospital, having 90% of the nurses, nursing staff being female, you know, a lot of them have had to build that really tough exterior because, I mean, like you said, there is this unfortunate woman-on-women crime that, you know, there's this lack of, inherent lack of respect at times, not always, but at times that, you know, does make people have to be a lot more direct and a lot more blunt and probably end up being a little bit less nice of a person than they would otherwise want to be if they had their way. Right. All right, let's wrap it up because this ended up being a lot longer than we thought it was going to be. Um, you're talking to you before and and by you talking to you, I mean, you're talking to everybody talk out there. about the party. You, I tried to start you there. You you like wanted to hit the ground running. I, I was like, let's start with the party, then we'll run into yeah. uh, into this. But you're like, I just want to talk about your team. So I just want to talk about my team. But let's. So you're talking to Ashley, August 2017, which means you're talking to everybody in this group that, or everybody that's listening that is on the verge of opening, or maybe just opened, or is new into opening, or maybe even is just trying to figure out how to make a transition into something better, right? Is trying to strive for 2020 to be their best year yet. 
what what is the maybe two top keys uh, advice that you would give to yourself? Um, so I would say have a a weekly team meeting, have a monthly team meeting. Um, make sure everything is written down with clear guidelines and expectations is actually something that I plan on doing while we're closed for two weeks. Um, make sure to have check-ins and you don't have to call it a, like a performance review because nobody likes to be reviewed, right? Um, just a check-in. Like I was listening to Simon Sinek and he says that his evaluations or or when he what he coaches for evaluations is instead of doing a performance review, have it be a meeting where you talk about how can I help you? What can I do to make you successful at your job? Um, so those are the things that I am really looking forward to implement in 2020. Did I tell you that I, I had stolen that from Simon Sinek? No. When we did our end of year reviews and we're out passing out bonuses, that was actually how we opened every conversation was, you know, thanking uh, our people and then asking them how we could help them to do their job better. Nice. Yeah, I thought it was good. Oh, Simon. <laughs> that guy. Such a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, um, he's all right. Yeah, and making sure to really focus on on just, like, your, your culture. We talk about it, like, every, your culture is going to be different than my culture is going to be different from the office down the block. Um, make sure you, you know what you want to build and stay true to it. And if somebody doesn't represent your culture, make sure to get rid of them, like, fast. Don't, don't dilly-dally. Just do it. Because once that person is out of your organization, it will open the door for someone awesome. And that is what I have now. So a lot of awesome people. Yeah. How long did you dilly-dally on the last couple people that transitioned? Like a, a long time. Yeah. A long, long time. That's why I have gray hairs. <laughs> And just because you're getting old. Shh. I'm Asian. Nobody knows how old I am. It's true. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Um, I was going to say... No. <laughs> no, I was going to say... Um, let us know how, uh, how you like Brian as my co-host. I got a few, um, a few messages from you guys... Um, and I think I think that Brian's a hit, only because I mean, you're actually recording. We're recording two weeks in a row. Yeah, this is nuts. For the first time in like a year and a half. Yeah, and and because you, you know me, and you're experiencing things alongside me, you actually know how to direct me, because Michael, Michael doesn't pay attention to me. <laughs> he doesn't watch my stories, so he has no idea what's going on. And then when we record, he expects me to remember every single thing that's happened. 
that's not going to happen, Michael. So, but Brian, if I forget something, he can fill in the blanks. Oh, I was there. Yeah, he's, he's there. Um, yeah. He's our smiling co-intern. And poor, poor Michael is, isn't sure if he's interviewing you or he's just letting you interview yourself. Yeah, true story. <laughs> true story. I have multiple personalities, so. All right, well, hopefully someday we'll, we'll bring Michael back onto his own show. Yes. So, okay, so what's up? What's what's happening next? We're going to be at Voices of Dentistry. I am going to be posting a lot about our um exclusive VOD dinner. Stay tuned for more information about that. Wait, is there an exclusive the making of dinner at VOD? The first the first of its kind. Whoa, wait. You're having a dinner. Didn't you already leak something about something next year, too? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. like Make, Making of community. There's a lot of stuff that seems to be brewing. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned, guys. Um, and thank you for listening to another episode of The Making Of, brought to you by... Me? Brian, <laughs> my husband, <laughs> um, in lieu of Michael... Wait, do I get my face on the website too then? Oh, maybe. Maybe not. Um, um, Michael, can I have my face on the website? <laughs> Michael's not going to listen to this. He's not going to listen to this at all. He stopped at 17 yeah, minutes. Right. Um, <laughs> make sure to leave us a review if you like what you're hearing. DM me. Um, I'm not really on Facebook anymore, guys. I, it's just too much. If you want to message me, go on Instagram at Ashley Hovis DDS. And I promise I will get to your messages um, since we have this break. So I apologize if I um, have ignored you. I haven't. I just haven't read them yet. Um, So I hope to meet each and every one of you soon. And um, thank you again for listening. Deuces. Have a good night, guys. Bye.